in a series called Stronger, Stronger. So our text that we're looking at is Proverbs chapter 18. And notice with me in verse 14, we'll look at it in the amplified version of Proverbs 18. It says, let's read together, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Well, I saw this last week in the 11 a.m. service. If a person has been weakened by circumstance, and if they have been broken some area of their life, maybe a broken heart, who can raise up or bear? We believe that Jesus can raise up. Jesus is the glory and the lifter up of every head. He is the healer of those that have been broken down. He is the lifter of those that have been downtrodden. So we see here then that the strong spirit of a man. We looked at this a few weeks ago that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a physical body. I am a spirit. You are a spirit. You do have a soul, a mind, a will, and emotions. And you live in a physical body. And what we do with our spirit man determines what happens in our mind. It determines what happens in our body. The spirit of man is the real you. And just like we train our physical bodies and we train our minds through education and reading, so we must train this inner man, this spirit man, for this is the real us. Amen? And so we've looked at scriptures which says that we are to train ourselves to be godly, that we are to exercise daily in God. And all of you know that proper diet, proper rest, and exercise are necessary for a strong body. So the same thing is true for your spirit. A proper diet, exercise, amen, and rest is absolutely necessary to get strong and to stay strong. So here's what happens. God's word feeds your spirit just like natural food feeds your body. God's word to our spirit being is like a healthy meal to our flesh. I'm looking at you today and you got your spiritual bibs on. You're ready to eat. You got your expectors out, right? You're going to get a good meal. Now, don't be afraid to come to the table and eat now. Don't be afraid to participate. Get your spirit activated and involved in what you're hearing. Why is that important? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. Now, let's look over at 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter in the sixth verse, says this. And I'm just here today to put you in remembrance of some things perhaps you've known. Seeds that have been planted in you throughout the years. Maybe if this is the first time you've heard something like this, the seed's being planted initially. But also your spirit man and the seeds that are in you are being watered. So one of my jobs as a minister, a faithful minister, is to put you in remembrance of these things. Put you in remembrance of these things. If thou put the brethren 
in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in what? Nourished up, notice with me, not in the words of fear, not in the words of doubt, but in the words of faith and what kind of doctrine? And of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Notice that word nourished. That word nourished also means to be sustained by words of faith. I love what the Good News Bible says. It says it this way. Feed yourself spiritually on the words of faith and of the true teaching which you have followed. And so today we can boldly say that you and I are drawing strength and receiving nourishment from words of faith. I like what the psalmist said. The psalmist said this, raise me up and strengthen me according to the promises of your word. There is a raising, there is a building up that takes place when we invest time in the promises of God's word. Notice what Acts chapter 20 says, Acts the 20th chapter, and notice with me in verse 32. Acts 20 verse 32 says, And now brethren, and it belongs to the sisters too, right? Everyone's included. And now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Now notice this, which has the ability to build you up. Question, does you need some building up? I need building up daily. We all need to be built up daily because there are things out there that are trying to tear us down. Or we could say it this way, because there are things out there that are trying to bring us down. But as we invest time in the Word, the Word of His grace will do something extremely significant for you and me. It will build us up. And when you are built up, that means you're strong. And the more word you get in you, and the more word you act upon, the stronger you will get. The more built up you will get. I discovered this, that built up people build others up. Amen? Amen. Blessed people bless others. Amen. So now notice this. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. That's your spirit, man. And while you're being built up, something else is being given to you. You may be in the Word and all of a sudden discover there are some things you never heard before, never saw before, having to do with your inheritance and what belongs to you. So while you're investing time and while you're getting built up, 
This word will give you, or we could say it this way, will reveal to you some glorious things about your inheritance, about what belongs to you in Christ Jesus. Isn't that good? Build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Oh, hallelujah. Say with me the word of his grace is building me up at 9.46 a.m. Right here at Heart of the Bay. It's making me stronger. And it's revealing more to me about my inheritance. All right. Let's look at James chapter 1 then. James, the first chapter. Verse 22. Well, you folks listen so good, participate so good, you could preach all day. I mean, it took seven and a half hours for the Dodgers to beat the Red Sox the other night. How many of you are watching it? How many of you watched the whole thing? Wow. (laughs) You did. All right. Seven and a half hours for a ball game. You know, that's fun. That's good. That's great. But you know, if the world can spend seven and a half hours at a ball game, we can spend a few hours at church every week. Or we can spend some time in the Word every day. Amen? We can spend some time running up and down uh, the house, the hallway, rejoicing in God every day. Amen? So, in James chapter 1 and verse 22. Now notice this verse here. It says here, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And what this is saying is, put the word that you are hearing into action. The NLT says it this way, but don't just listen to God's word. You must, we must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Is that true? So we don't want to be self-deluded. We don't want to be those that hear the word, but don't do the word. You know, the homes across America are full of DVDs on how to do this, how to work out, how to go stronger. They're sitting on shelves all over the country. You know, it's one thing to talk about exercise, but it's another thing to actually do exercise. Is that right? Now, if you want to develop robust faith, if you want to grow stronger in God, if you want to grow strong in a particular area of your life, find the scriptures that cover your case. Find the scriptures that cover your case concerning your divine health. Find the scriptures that cover your case concerning his peace in your life. Find the scriptures that cover your case about your needs being met. Find them. You find them. Don't just always listen to someone else preaching about them. You become a student of the Word of God. You study, you meditate to show yourself approved unto God as a workman that will never be ashamed and as you rightly divide the Word of truth. 
So find the scriptures and feed on that word and then exercise faith in the word. Time to feed your spirit. There's time, there's a time where you just need to close others off and just say, I've got to go now. Maybe you need to go into another room or maybe you need to go into the throne room, whatever the case may be, to spend time in the Word of God. I can remember years ago when Dan Hagen was out here for, I think he was out here for about 10 days. He did a full gospel businessman fellowship international meeting in San Francisco. Uh, He did that, I believe, on a Thursday or Friday night. And then on Sunday, he did our 10th anniversary. So that would have been in 1992. Back in 1992, he came and actually preached our 10th anniversary. I'm sure that he, if he were here, he'd preach our 40th anniversary. But uh, he spent, we spent a lot of time with him here, and, and he did, a, I believe, a minister's meeting, and, and uh, he just was here for quite a while. And so we were with him one day, and he excused himself. He says, I, I, need, to go, I need to go feed myself. And I knew what he was talking about. I need to go feed myself the Word of God. Is it important to do that? Is it important for you to do that? What happens when you feed on the promises of God? You become nourished up in the words of faith. You get built up. You see things about your inheritance. Say it with me real strong today. Faith Faith. is an act. act. You know, that's what Smith Wigglesworth used to say all the time. He used to say, faith is an act. Fred Price said it like this. Faith is acting on what you believe. How many believers we have here? Now, what do believers do? Believers believe. And the word believe is an action word. It's a verb. That means we must add some action to what we believe so that we don't become self-deluded so that we can carry away all the promises that God has given us. I think that's good stuff. Glory to God. Now look at James chapter 2. James the second chapter and the 14th verse. Notice this verse. Interesting verse of scripture. It says, now what does it profit my brethren? Though a man say he has faith. There's a lot of sayers. There's a lot of sayers. Oh, I've got faith. But have not works. Can their faith save them? No. The New, uh, the new Century Version says it this. If people say they have faith, but do nothing, their faith is worth nothing. In other words... Faith that does nothing is worth nothing. So I want to encourage all of us here today. When I I point to you, I got three fingers pointing back to Pastor Mark. Are you listening to me? I want to encourage all of us as a way of life to go beyond just saying we believe and actually acting on what what we believe. Amen? Acting on what we believe. Now notice in James 2.17 in the Amplified Version. It says here now. So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and actions of what? Deeds and actions of obedience to back what we say up. By itself, what is it? It's destitute of power. Or 
it's inoperative or it is dead. Now, what this is saying to us today is this, that faith without corresponding actions is dead. Faith without actions will never, ever produce results. In verse 18, it says this, Yes, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show me I will show thee my faith by my works. Now, we're not saved by works. Amen. We are justified by faith. But once we come into the kingdom of God and into the family of God, He has given us 66 books for us to pursue and to act upon the promises of God. And those are the corresponding actions that he's talking about in James chapter 2. Corresponding actions. In other words, if you believe the word, then act on the word. If you believe that God does not want you to be carefree, then act like you're carefree. For example now, 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Casting all your cares on Him. Why? Because He cares for us. Amen. So it is the will of God for you and I to be carefree. But in order for me and you to be carefree, we've got to take those cares and we must cast them over on Him. Now when I give Him my cares, that means that He's got them and I don't have them anymore. It's not one of these things where we go to the altar and we sob and we blubber and we just, Oh, Jesus, take my care, take my care. No, you've got to give him your cares. You've got to cast your cares on him. So once you cast your cares on him, that means all your worries. That means all those things that the devil's been hounding you about. That means all those things about relatives that you're holding on to. That means you need to take those, cast those cares over on Him. The truth of the matter is, is this. He can handle them. You can't. I cannot handle the cares of this life. I don't even want to try to handle the cares of this life. When He said, give them to me. But not only did He said, cast them upon me. He also told us why. Because He cares for us. The fact that He cares for us tells us that He loves us. And He cares for us so much that He does not want us walking around in this life with our shoulders down carrying the weights and the cares of this life upon us. Because He cares us so much, He does not want us to carry care. Because He knows what care will do to us. Carrying the cares of this life upon your shoulders and carrying the weight of all those things will harm you, not only in your spirit, but potentially can eat your lunch physically, but also mentally. Are you listening? So what does this have to do with being a doer of God's word? It has everything to do with being a doer of God's word. Once you cast your care on Him, who's got them? 
Yeah, now, Pastor Mark, I can handle half of them. I'll just give half of them to the Lord. Oh, you noble saint, you. Oh, you strong believer. Just shoulder up. Do your responsibility. Your responsibility is not to carry half of them. Your responsibility is to cast all of them on him. You will have no joy carrying cares. We will have no strength carrying cares. Because the joy of the Lord, come on somebody, is our strength. I have yet to find a believer that is full of joy carrying the weight of this world on their shoulders. They are not happy. They are sad. And you can see it on their face. Not only will we not have joy if we carry the cares of this life and not have strength, there will be no peace. <laughs> I didn't know we were going this way, but this is right. He said over here, casting all your care upon him. I'll say it again. And I know I'm repeating myself, but some of you need to get this. Casting all your care, all your anxieties, all of your concerns, once and for all upon him. Now, if we do that, who's got our cares? So, because he has our cares, the actions that we need to demonstrate once we've casted all our cares upon him is this, verbalizing and declaring every day, I don't have a care. I am carefree. Somebody says, I don't feel carefree. I didn't ask you whether you felt carefree or not. If he's got them, you don't got them. You just resist those feelings. You resist those cares trying to come back on you. And you walk about this life carefree, joy-filled, and peace-filled with the goodness of God. Woo! Glory to God. Be careful for nothing. That's not a suggestion, that's a command. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. That includes the government. That includes your 401k. That includes anything and everything having to do with this life. I think we better look at it. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 in the Amplified Version. Glory to God. Come on, somebody say glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. You're being nourished up in the words of faith today. Now notice here, if, uh, Philippians 4, verse 6 in the Amplified. If I said First Peter 5, excuse me. Philippians 4, 6. Now notice, do not fret or have any anxiety about what? Does that include your job? Yes. 
Does that include your kids? Oh my. I had golden opportunities to fret and to worry about my youngest son, James. He wasn't living for God. He was out there living for the devil, doing stuff that we don't even want to talk about. And of course, the enemy would try to sit on my shoulder and say, Now look at here. You're a preacher. What about your son? What about this? What about that? I had to take those cares just like you would take a spider in the middle of the night on your body and just tear it off you and cast it over on the Lord. That means your family. That means your relatives. I woke up this morning about 6 a.m. And then at 7 a.m., I turned Faith Life Branson on. That's Brother Moore's, one of his churches. And I looked on the platform, and there's my son, who the devil was trying to give me the what for about, trying to get me to take the anxieties, playing lead guitar during the worship service. I want to say, glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody says, the Lord just did that for you because you're a preacher. No, I know plenty of preachers he didn't do that for. We must comply with the Word of God. That is our standard. You cannot afford to toss and turn all night long about a loved one. About a job. Are you listening to me today? I know it's being pointed and I know it's very strong, but it needs to be. Stop carrying the weights of this world. Do not fret. Well, what's going to happen about this? What's going to happen? What, what, what? Stop all that. Like Brother Moore says, the scripture doesn't say, for we stagger by faith and not by sight. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. When we are staggering, we're unsteady. When we are staggering, we're wavering. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. I'll guarantee you this. If you looked up the word anything in Hebrew and in Greek, you know what it would say? It would say anything. That means nothing at all. Don't fret or have any anxiety about anything. Well, if I'm not going to worry, Pastor Mark, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? Come on now. I was taught to worry. My mom and dad were world champion worriers. It's responsible to worry. It's part of our thing. No, it's not part of our thing. It's part of the devil's thing. Comes from the pit of hell. And it is based on the spirit of fear. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Well, if you're not going to do that, what are you going to do? But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer woo, and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving to continue to make your wants known unto God. Oh, somebody raise their hand. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I cast all my care, all my anxieties. I cast the weight of this world and the cares of this life completely and entirely upon you. 
Glory to God. Now say it, I'm carefree. One of the actions of being carefree is not only declaring you're carefree, but also smiling. Anybody got a smile? I don't know whether to smile or not. Yeah, it's okay, smile. Now, I said this, notice verse 7. Notice verse 7 in the Amplified Version. I said this, if we do not cast the cares upon Him and we receive them and take them, we will have no joy. And if we have no joy, we have no strength. And if we have no strength, we become weakened in our spirit which is the opposite of being strong or stronger. But once we do, look at verse 7. And God's peace. Glory to God. I like peace. How about you? Listen, verse 7 comes after verse 6. Verse 7, that's a revelation, isn't it? Verse 7 comes after you cast your care on God. Notice with me. And God's peace, whoo, hallelujah, shall be yours. Amen. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is, that peace, read the rest with me, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I speak peace over your soul today. I speak renewed joy over your life today. I speak strength over your life today. Now look at Philippians 4, 8. And let's go to the King James Version. We're just getting warmed up. Man, I wish I could do like Brother Moore. Wish you'd let me do what Brother Moore does, preach for an hour and 40 minutes. Maybe sometime, huh? Look at with me in the King James Version. That's why you need to be expecting. Because in this first service, there's only a certain amount of time. It's not because I'm running out. You understand? I'm not running out of things to say. That's why we need to come in ready. Look at King James. Now, here's how you maintain then your strength, you maintain your joy, and you maintain your peace. This is how you act upon God's Word. Say it with me. Faith Faith. without actions actions. to back it up up. is dead. dead. Say this. Faith Faith. without corresponding actions actions. is is dead. How many of you have ever <clears throat> gone to the airport when they change the equipment in the restrooms? I've been in there before where uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get the water running. And, and I'm, I'm looking for how to dry my hands. I didn't know. Then there's a sign on the wall that says, Equipment is motion activated. Just as the equipment is motion activated. All you had to do is put your hand under, the water comes running out. Go over to the towel dispenser, put your hand under, and the towels come, come out. Right. The equipment is motion activated. 
Just like the equipment in that restroom is motion activated, faith is motion activated. I'm telling you folks, when you start praising, when you start rejoicing, when you start dancing around, you start declaring, you start acting like you're carefree, the water is going to come out. The water of life is going to flow into your life. Now here is how you can stay free from the cares of this life and get strong in your spirit, soul, and body. Read it with me. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Stop right there. Is the word true? Thy word is truth. Continue. Whatsoever things are honest. Is the word honest? Whatsoever things are just. Is the word just? Whatsoever things are pure. Is the word pure? Whatsoever things are lovely. Hey, is the word lovely? Whatsoever things are of good report. Is the word giving us a good report? Woo! Glory to God. Since there is virtue, and if there be any praise in these things, do what? Do what? Think, ponder, cogitate, meditate, mutter, utter, chew the cud. Think on these things. And as you think on these things, I will keep you in perfect peace. For as you stay your mind upon me, this is what the Lord says. I will keep you in perfect peace. And when the test comes and when the trials comes, I will put into motion in your life a peace that passes your understanding. And I will keep you sound in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body for my glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. That's good for now.